there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. In the Hypothetical Institute, there are two separate yet equally important groups. The Cams that do the intros, and the Lukes and the Salties that then introduce themselves. These are their stories. Bom bom. My name is Luke. I'm sold. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. Cam, I would have liked to do a bit of a heads up on that bit, because I could have put the music in. <laughs> Luckily, we had Salty to just provide it. Mm. We had to go acapella on it. Now, (laughs) should we just make that the regular intro, or should we keep that for Law & Order-specific episodes of the Hypothetical Institute? Well, if it seems like Law & Order is going to start providing content, and it's going to be a regular thing, maybe it's it's for the Law & Order episodes. Um, Law & Order, Emma used to watch it, and I ruined it for her by talking about the music on it because the music on it starts specifically on SVU. And I think this one, the one we watched does it so much as well, a little bit as well. The music starts like it's ending the program, like right at the start of the program. So she'd be watching it and I'd be listening in going, Oh, it's about to end. And then like an hour later, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) And then once I pointed it out, she's like, I can't watch it anymore. (laughs) I imagine there's some listeners who are confused right now. Because they're like, Law and Order. Are they talking about Law and, or- Law and Order Special Victims Unit? Or Law and Order Organised Crimes? Or Law and Order Criminal Intent? Because surely they can't be discussing the original Law and Order today. Ooh. Hasn't been on the air for 11 years. To which I would say, buckle up. Because that's what exactly what we're doing. Because they brought it back. Did you know? I had no idea about this, Robbo. Did you know about this before I told you that there was new Law and Orders? Uh, in, the, in the immortal words of Donald Trump, I'm only now learning of this for the first time. Yeah, same. Um, I didn't know. I'm only now was, learning of the fact that they stopped making it. I didn't know there was more than one. I just thought Special Victims Unit was the one. Was the one. And then I, I pulled up this one, and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. And I thought they just would have refreshed it, refreshed it. But no, it turns out there's heaps. So yeah, I am. I, like I was a huge Law and Order head, and yeah. very sad to see it go. Which uh, one specifically were you into? The original. 
I was in. I, I was into the original, and then I was into the episodes of Law and Order: Criminal Intent that had the guy from the original, Chris Noth, Mister Big from mm. Sex and the City. You'd know him, Robbo. Yeah, I know him intently. He got cancelled. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Did he get? I'm pretty sure he did. Or did he get? They, he he got cancelled. No, he got killed off, and then I think there was some like cancellation happening soon after that. But I think it was purely coincidental. Okay. Um. Also, I mostly know him from his turn in Oz, where he played a prisoner in Oz. Are you thinking about Christopher right. Maloney? Is he a different person? He's yes. the guy from Law and Order SVU who was in Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I get confused with these people. They're like tall guys with black hair and they're in dramatic shows. Yeah. Pl- and also in Law and Order, the Law and Orders, they played very much the same character. Yeah. Yeah. The, All right. Cool. The, the tough cop. Yeah. So they, did, they brought Law and Order back. And we're going to discuss a specific episode of Law and Order. When did they bring it back? Uh, like last year, in 2022, Law and Order, the original came back. It's been off the air since like, yeah, 2011. Is one guy the same guy? So Anthony Anderson, the African-American cop, he was mm-hmm. in the last season of Law and Order before it went off the air. What's he been doing since then? Is he not in Blackish, the sitcom? That's what he's been doing. He's been in like a really popular sitcom. A smash yeah, sitcom. Yeah. Look, looking through now, he's been working pretty consistently. Yeah. He was in uh, Kangaroo Jack. He was also on The Shield. Oh, Did you yeah. remember? Did you see him on The Shield? I never the watched Shield? The Shield. Oh, The Shield was the best. He played like the fucking nastiest fucking bad guy in that show. He was an Ellie McBeal as well. He's been on a lot of things. Uh, yeah. He's been working busily. Also, did some. Uh, did some video game work as well, a little bit of voiceover, and was in a Foo Fighters video clip. Okay. Oh, because oh, he was pr- promoting the movie Me, Myself, and Irene. Ah. And he was in both Scream 4 and Scary Movie 4, which seems to me like double dipping. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be uh, in one or t'other. Uh, so Anthony Anderson was in the original Law and Order at the very end, and yeah, has been working since. But uh, they, they've brought it back with him and Jeffrey Donovan uh, from Burn Notice as his offsider, or like his partner. Right. Yep. And there was just one thing I wanted to address. This is a theory that I've been cooking up in my little brain for a while now, because I've been, uh, don't cancel me for being so castral, but I've been watching a lot of cop shows. Okay. Mm. And I've been working on a universal theory of cop show wokeness uh, for the last little while. Uh, which is a theory that I've developed, and there's no one on the internet who is talking about this who isn't a fuckwit. <laughs> right. Okay. So I want to I want to break new ground and be someone who's like, cop shows have gotten woke, but that's okay. Cam, Cam what if this doesn't break new ground once you voice it and it just turns out that... Uh... What's the theory, Cam? Well, so from, bin- from binging cop shows, I've noticed that like every cop show got woke. Which cop shows have you binged? I've like binged Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I binged a bunch of The Rookie. Uh, I've you know I've always watched Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have watched a bunch of Law and Order SVU, and I, I've watched all of like the Law and Orders. Right, but but there is actually this is a real thing. It's not just a like a Ben Shapiro talking point. At around the same point, heaps of these shows like all got the message <laughs> that uh you can't be like. Super right wing. Like, if you watch early Law and Order SVU, you'll see like Ice T say some really awful things <laughs> about right, like right. about about like trans people or whatever. 
around like 2015 or so, all of these shows get the memo. Oh, actually, like we should center victims a little bit more, even though we're like profiting from exploitation. If we just center the victims a little bit more and we're not like awful about identities, then maybe people will like our shows more. Or I don't know exactly what was driving it, but it's something that happened. Yeah, with that, I mean, Black Lives Matter protest started, and that was when everyone stopped watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I th- I think it was like I do think it comes sort of back to the first wave of the BLM protests, hmm. uh, the, those early days. I think the fact that like heaps of uh, the writers are on Twitter where there's a bit more discourse happening and maybe the discourse moves a little bit faster than in the rest of the mass media. So maybe they were getting onto it a little bit quicker. So is, is that the extent of your theory or do you think there's a reason behind it? I th- Well, that's about the extent of my theory was that they all got woke at around the same time and it's advanced a little bit from watching this new Law and Order. So I, I was watching The Rookie the other day, and I noticed that the, this about a uh, Nathan Fillion plays a, a an old man who becomes a rookie cop in the LAPD. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Does he ever say, "I'm getting too old for this shit"? They may. I'm sure they've at one <laughs> yeah. point they did that. But he he's like a, in his forties, I think, and he joins the LAPD as a rookie. They're not happy about it at the LAPD, but the woke ones at the LAPD are like, "This is good." But the, the tough ones at the LAPD are like, "No, we can't have old people joining." Right. Because we need young cops that we can bring in and don't have, like, ideas about social justice that have been burnt into their brains. We can turn them into our fascist force. Right. So that's, that's the, the gist of The Rookie. And so they'll have all these episodes where they have these young cops who are, like, on Twitter and have these ideas about being nice to people. And they'll sort of articulate those and they'll put across that point of view. But then they'll also have stuff where they're like, and see, this is why they're wrong. <laughs> And this is why you do need to, like, clear out the homeless people and do all this stuff. So they, they have it both ways. This is something that I noticed watching The Rookie, and it's so super noticeable in the new Law and Order. How um, I know that, that the US military is heavily involved in film. How involved do you think the cops are in, in TV shows? Like, is this just, like, literal copaganda? Well, I mean, all of these shows are copaganda, and the, yeah. I, I think police forces do have a pretty heavy involvement in these things because uh, I've, I've spoken to people who've worked on cop shows and, like, the police will, like, sometimes they'll lend them cars or they'll lend them equipment or they'll just have, you know, cops in the background, like, real cops in the background and stuff. So I think having the goodwill of whatever police force you're depicting is sort of essential to doing mm-hmm. a cop show. So I I don't think that there's anyone who's out there like I'm going to do a law and order that really sticks it to the man. <laughs> uh, I think you're forgetting a little TV show TV show called Back of the Wire Masterpiece Television, <laughs> New Zealand. They had the very anti-cop segment Constables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, not that many people. So the new Law and Order reboot, which brings back Anthony Anderson, who I'm sure was like got paid quite well to come back as an NYPD homicide detective Mm. and was probably like, I'm not going to do this show unless I can make a point about institutional racism at least once an episode. So that's a thing thing that they do on Law & Order. Every episode there'll be like something where they just get him to make a point. But because it's propaganda and 
their audience isn't actually people who are that interested in hearing those points. They have got Jeffrey Donovan to play like a grumpy white <laughs> cop who will roll his eyes at every woke thing that the other characters around him say and will occasionally like give some pushback just so like the old people watching are like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. These people are stupid. When, so, like, when Anthony Anderson's like, isn't it interesting that uh, you know, when a white guy running for Congress gets hit by a bus, like we pull out all the stops. But if that was like some black kid, do you think we'd have a DNA test this early? And Jeffrey Donovan was like, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> the, the one thing that stood out from his character, the, the white character and this one that I watched, was he makes a comment about the name of a coffee shop. So, like, the, the guy that kills someone in the episode, and we'll probably get to that further down, but he, like, posted online from a coffee shop using the IP address, and the coffee shop was called Coffee and Smile. And that that cop says, why has it become mandatory for coffee shops to be called stupid names? And then rolls his eyes. Yeah. And then the lady behind him says, that's why I drink tea. <clears throat> and it was just a bizarre little, in, like, moment and it didn't land because it wasn't funny. And I was just, uh, just stuck out so weirdly. And also Coffee and Smile, it's a normal name for a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that is the most traditional thing you could call a coffee shop. So it just it was really weird. So it's interesting that, that you say that he's kind of plays that role because that's the kind of thing a, a grumpy old man would say about a coffee shop if it had a stupid name. But they didn't bother to write a stupid name for it. No. And also his character's like not really – old enough to be that grumpy an old man <laughs> so it's like no. it's like they got it's like they got a boomer consultant in they probably have like some boomer cop consultant who's giving them <laughs> the boomer cop opinions to give to jeffrey donovan but he's also he's kind of he's rolls his eyes but he's a little bit chill there's another episode where a, a young white kid gets expelled from school because he did a tiktok where he was rapping along with a, a, a rap song that had the N-word in it, and he, he said the N-word in his TikTok, so he gets expelled from school. And Jeffrey Donovan asks Anthony Anderson, like, is there not any circumstance in which a white kid can say that word? And Anthony Anderson's like, no. <laughs> and Jeffrey Donovan's like, okay. And they just sort of move on. <laughs> that sounds like the premise for a Bill Burr special. But um, why are the... Why are the- Homicide detectives weighing in on a kid getting expelled over a TikTok. It feels like it's below their pay grade. Because it was it was related to a murder. Right. right. Someone got murdered in the wake of this. Mm. So, the thing, though, about Law & Order that sort of makes it a little bit weird is because it's been off the air for 11 years, all of the conversations they have seem like they should have been conversations that those people in real life would have had a while ago. So they're ca- they're catching up with the discourse. So they're sort of speed speed running the last few years of racial discourse in America, where it's like I don't think in twenty twenty two a black cop and his white partner are like let's talk about let's finally have a conversation about race. Yeah. So this the after the cold open in this episode, there's two other characters who look really similar to the main characters, but younger, are walking along drinking coffees, and they're like, man. Online rhetorics, uh, it's getting out of control these days. You know, people can say what they want online. And the black guy says, yeah, two weeks ago, someone called me racist because I said Jay-Z was overrated. And again, that was like, I was just like, what is happening here? (laughs) And then someone got pushed in front of a bus and the show started. And we don't see those characters again. They were just two dudes 
just having a casual conversation about race and online politics. Just two New Yorkers. Just two New Yorkers. I mean, he's probably right, though. Jay-Z, I mean, you know, Jay-Z's rated fine. No one rates Jay-Z as, like, the best rapper of all time. So, yeah. It's, you'd say he's correctly rated. Well, yeah, and no one would be arguing for Jay-Z. Like, there's very few people who are like, nah, you're racist. So, yeah, that whole that whole story beat's fucked. <laughs> get on the, get on, get on r slash hip-hop heads and get some knowledge, writers. Well, anyway. yeah, with, is that a conversation that's even happening? No, yeah, no. yeah, it's the internet. Pe- so people would be, but not Jay-Z, really. No, no, people aren't debating the legacy and the current status of Jay-Z, I think, or Jay-Z. <laughs> Look, there is an interesting debate to be made about Jay-Z's legacy and status because he's been involved with some of the, the goaded rappers of all time, goaded of all time as a normal thing to say. Um, Big Al, he was his cohort uh, who, who died young, and then now Beyonce, uh, and then a, a whole host of people in between. So he's been around a lot of greatness. He's had a good album, a couple of good songs outside of that. But no one, yeah, no one's really debating on that level. Right. Anyway. So the reason we're talking about Law and Order is not because I want to begin my right-wing pivot by complaining about how Law and Order got too woke. <laughs> but it, it's, gotten yep. pretty, it's gotten pretty woke. No, but it's, I was thinking about it. It's, it used to, it was, it's always been propaganda, and now it's just a different sort of propaganda because the propaganda it is now is pushing the line that the police... Don't you know they don't want to be doing all this stuff? That uh, they agree with you that uh, the police like are, are too heavy-handed, uh, but they have to. That's the line it pushes. But then it also will simult- simultaneously push the line for an older audience that. But there's luckily there's still a few you know rotten apples in the bunch to, <laughs> <laughs> to do things the right way and teach these younguns how it's supposed to be done. So it's the, it's not completely lost. So it's just propaganda in a different way. That's not why we're talking about it. It's not because of that. It is because in the new Law and Order, there is an episode about Alex Jones or an Alex Jones analogue. What was the other show before we get into this that did an Alex Jones episode where there was a big standoff with him a few years back? Do you remember that show? No. So the show begins with a, uh, a budding politician talking to this sort of right-wing ideologue who we don't really know is sort of an Alex Jonesy type yet. Uh, he's giving his message of hope and togetherness and how, uh, you know, we need to fight the real enemy. And then the talk show host drops a, what about all them Democrats and uh, the little kids on him? And the, mm. the budding politician gets mad. He's like, you know... Ooh. You, you said we were going to have a proper conversation, not all this conspiracy bullshit. And he storms out. Mm. Then we have, yeah, some, some New Yorkers uh, who would ordinarily at the start of a law and order be finding a dead body, but this is, it's 2022, man. Anything can happen. They're walking along talking about how divided we are as a nation due to online rhetoric. And uh, the congressman gets, or the, the budding wannabe congressman gets pushed in front of a bus in front of them. Another thing, weird thing about this episode is you don't see who gets pushed in front of the bus, and they don't. No one explicitly says who it is, and you've got to wait another five minutes before you can kind of work it out that it was the politician. Mm. Suddenly, they're like confused, like, "Wait, who got who got pushed? They didn't like they didn't show his face before he got pushed or anything." Weird, weird editing choice. Yeah. So 
Oh, mate, is it weird that they didn't show a graphic shot of a guy getting pushed on a bus well, no, they, they, they round showed, under they, the wheels? They, they showed it in the in the courtroom. They showed video of it then, so they had video. Yeah. They, and they showed it, like, here, yeah, you could see it, you know, him being pushed. So, yeah. All right. So the cops start looking into this guy, this politician, this wannabe politician who's been murdered, and they discover that uh, some guy, like, threatened him. Uh, came up to him and was uh, giving him all sorts of hassle. So they go find that guy and he's like, well, I had these photos of him with my daughter that he'd received. And so they find that there's all of these photos of this politician with young girls in sort of compromising situations. Like they're in swimsuits and things. Mm. But um, not kosher, man. Not on. Mm. Nah. So then they're like, oh, we've got to... It's it's funny because they uh, they get to have their cake and eat it too because they're like this is their QAnon episode, but they're like what if the for a while they're like what if QAnon was real, <laughs> 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 and this guy was part of QAnon like part of a you know everything QAnon's fighting against. So they do eventually discover that all of the photos were photoshopped, and uh, he wasn't really up to mischief with teenage girls which is good but they do have oh maybe five minutes where they're like what if there are secret democrat sex rings who's to say are we going to be the cops that have to take that case there there's certainly there were moments in the show where i was like which which way are they going on this so yeah yeah so they eventually discover that the person who created the photoshopped images was the conservative talk show host the alex jones type and he's been posting on message boards as like a government insider and dropping stuff about this guy and uh he riled up the guy that pushed him in front of the bus right just just a point on this they they brought in a computer expert to do the photoshop analysis and then got him to also say if they trace the ip address how it was posted and he's like yeah we traced it to a corner office in a large media company the nameplate on the door said Jordan Reed. And I think that's a hell of a lot of info to get from an IP address. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know how you can see a nameplate on a door from, from that, but that's why he's an expert, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So at the old DA's office, moving on from the law, we move on to the order. They're like, should this guy have been allowed to like rile people up so much with his little conspiracy theory that they uh, pushed him in front of a bus? Maybe we should give them a sneaky murder charge. Hmm. And they end up like um, not charging the guy that actually did it. <laughs> no, the guy that did it got, he... He, he gets he, killed in prison. He, no, he hanged himself. Uh, or, well, Or did he? Did he? He, got, he got massively Epstein'd. Yeah. Um, just a note on that guy, when he was on the station being questioned about it, uh, he it was pretty clear that he'd done it. And so they, they handcuffed him. And I was like, uh, my thinking was, if he's already in the station... Are you going to handcuff him? Mm. Bring him in? He's already there. Uh, yeah, strange, strange police, strange police procedure. But uh, they, anyway, but he, they he were planning him. on before he killed himself. They were planning on letting him off pretty lightly because they got him to testify against the other guy. That's yeah. like because uh, part of their reasoning was, you know, if you actually thought that someone was part of a pedophile sex cabal, you would be justified to take action, mm. which. I think even for a fictional 
district attorney's office would be maybe a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> so they they charged the uh, the the Alex Jones guy, and they put him on the stand, and he's like, "Nah, you know, it's free speech, and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. And it seems like they're going to lose the case. I will, I will say, up until this point on the new season of Law and Order, they'd won every case. So I was like, oh, this will be the one they lose because, yeah, right. they were pushing it a little bit. And then the, at, the, um, at the very last minute, they find some evidence. Well, the, the Alex Jones guy got them got the jury on their side because he said, oh, anyone could have posted it from my computer. I've got a password on my um, on my screen, just a sticky note. And you know who who can keep track of passwords these days with all the <laughs> devices and su- devices and subscriptions? And there's a shot of the jury, and they all nod like, mm, <laughs> "That right. is modern life." And <laughs> and that was supposed to show that they were on his side. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all undone by the one piece of evidence they find. Uh, that computer—I don't know if it was the same computer whiz, but they get a computer whiz on the case to go through all of the footage they have of this guy at different rallies because they they had some, like, footage of him speaking to the guy that did the murder. Mm. But he's like, we were just talking about baseball. And all the jury's like, yeah, I like to talk about baseball with people who go on to murder people. Yeah, he got across a lot of talking points in that moment as well. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if what if patriotic is is racism, you know, I don't, you know, that's so wrong and all, all that, all that garbage. Yeah. So, unfortunately... Amongst all of the footage that they have of this guy, they have this behind-the-scenes footage from a rally where Alex Jones is, like, talking to the, I don't know, his producer or a sound guy or just someone. I think it must have been his producer because he's like, you know what we need to do? We need to roll up one of these guys so much that uh, we go and kill a Democrat. (laughs) The the exact (laughs) quote. We need to roll up these morons. uh, Activate these idiots and kill some trans-liberal Something I, I noted here, uh, and then then he says would be the largest media company in the whole world. Yeah, if, if which we just, <laughs> we just get one of them to work, we'll be I, rich. I don't know how that. I don't know what the logic is for that. If one of my fans kills someone, maybe because they get the scoop. Yeah, right. And they get to run with the story. They get all the info, and like they've got all the inside. I yeah. You know. I don't know if that would. Make them the largest media company in the world. Yeah. Also, it's part of the thing was like, because they'd been trying to dig up dirt on this guy. And the reason they had to go and then make up this story was is because it's like, this guy's squeaky clean. So if we could just get some dirt on him, then we'll have a big story. But it's like, mm, there's politicians with dirt on them. But how long would this story even be a thing for, even if they do have the scoop? Like, yeah. <laughs> people get murdered every day. It's, Famously, the American way, and uh, yeah, yeah, right wing people are murdering people. Even when this is twenty twenty two, we've had like many years of right wing people murdering liberals, uh, and and Alex Jones is still not the biggest media company in the world. So yeah, hey, hey boys. Speaking of that, he's glad that I didn't get murdered in America. Yeah, good work. Yeah, how did you dodge that? <clears throat> did it right, eh? Did you have a McRib? I had a McRib here in Melbourne yesterday. <laughs> did you mean a McGriddle? Maybe I did. Did What's you have a McGriddle? Be- I had a McGriddle. What's go. the difference between a McRib and a McGriddle? Well, a McRib is different products. Uh, different products. 
Yeah, that's the fucking question. What What's the difference? The McRib is like a formed, gross pork <laughs> patty that's supposed to be like a pork rib on a McDonald's burger with pickles. It's just gross, but I had it because it only comes around every now and again. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I may as well. Uh, it wasn't great. Yep. McGriddle is a breakfast sandwich. Okay. And it's like a... So in America, the breakfast sandwiches, the egg isn't like a cooked egg like we get it. It's like an omelette that's kind of like folded over, mm. Mm. which I think is better. Everyone always says the one the one that we get is just sliced off a log and fried. Is that yeah. is there any truth to that? No, I don't think so. Mm. I think they they created that in Clerks 2 as a comedy device. Ah, is it from Clerks 2? That might be where it's from. But I yeah. think they made that in that. Based on the that sort of urban legend about fast food egg. But I remember McDonald's did a big campaign years ago about how they use fresh eggs. And they showed the oh, people yeah. cracking it into the egg rings and stuff. But anyway, the McGriddle oh. is like a bacon and egg McMuffin, but in, or sausage and egg McMuffin or whatever. But instead of it being on a muffin, it's on two little, like, pancakes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like a hot so the, cake, like the McDonald's hot cake. Yeah, the bun is like a little, same size as a muffin, but it's like a little hot cake. And it has, um, like, maple syrup on it. The only breakfast I've ever had at McDonald's is, is hotcakes. Right. With the syrup and the butter. But I really enjoyed it. I've had it multiple times, but I've never had another. Should I get a McMuffin one day? I'm, I mean, I don't mind a McMuffin. Maybe I will. Yeah. So, um, so had, had, had a McGriddle, didn't get killed. That's two off the bucket list for an American, yeah. I think. Salty, did you have to, like, make three basketball shots in short succession to escape? <laughs> Getting shot or something? <laughs> no, but that would be a good story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did walk into Walmart and buy a gun. Nice. Controversial topic, but mm-hmm. um, I did. And what sort of gun was it? It was a BB gun. Oh, yep. But you can't just walk into anywhere here and buy a BB gun. A no, BB no. gun's even legal in Australia? If you have a gun license. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, have to have, you still have to have a firearms license to have a BB gun in Australia. You in Walmart, just... they were sitting in the at the end of the toy aisle, basically, in a big pile, just in the middle of the aisle. Have you guys seen the, A Christmas Story? Yeah. Classic Christmas movie? No. It was the one from A Christmas Story, the Red Rider BB gun. The exact one from that movie is what they were selling. You didn't put your eye out, did you? Nah. But that's why I bought it, because I thought, this is hilarious. This is from that movie. Just a big pile of them sitting there. And I just picked one up, chucked it in the trolley, went to the gun section and was like, I need some BBs. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Went to the checkout, scanned it, self-serve checkout, scanned it, and a little thing went, bing, ID check needed. And I was like, okay, this is where the the responsible checks and balances come into play. Yeah. Over walks the young, the young Walmart uh, staff member, looks at what it is that he needs to do. He's like, oh, ID check for that, that BB gun. He goes, no, no, you're right. Right. Look at my ID. Just looks at me and goes, "No, no, it's fine." Yeah. Walked out with my with my gun. There you go. And I mean, probably couldn't have done much damage really with it. But no. a fucking BB would go in you. Yeah. Did you pop some tin so, cans? I didn't shoot it once. <laughs> Did you bring it home? Yeah, I fucking shoved it on my ass and got on the plane with it. No, I just left it there. I left it with my friend. Uh, for the attitude. We could buy BB guns. <laughs> What was that, Luke? We could, we could buy BB guns in West in New Zealand, sorry, when we were teens. Yeah. 
I'm just looking. It looks like they changed it in New Zealand in 2010. Um, we got in trouble for shooting people with a BB gun out of a car once. Yeah, that's yeah, classic behaviour. Yeah. Um, it, we were just shooting like people we knew. Okay, that's fine. I think. Well, I remember my my friend bought when he first bought one, and then we were like, "How you know how bad does it hurt?" So we sat in his car and shot each other with it in like the leg, just like oh. And then it became a thing to like you know if you go around your friend's house, you generally on the alert for getting popped with a BB gun (laughs) at any point. Um, And then it culminated in in him shooting someone that we didn't know out of a car. The guy lied to the cops. He, he didn't get hit where he said he got hit. Uh, but we were in no position to be like, your story's full of holes, buddy. <laughs> like your leg. <laughs> we, we weren't going to lawyer him. Uh, yeah, had to do some community service for that one. <laughs> Chopped wood at the Salvation Army. Oh, jeez. What else did you do in uh, America, Salty? Uh, but, you know, I did do I did shoot some real guns. Nice. Went and shot a bunch of fucking pistolas at a at a gun sh- like in the you know like seems it seems so movie and so American like I went with my friend's dad to like a gun store where you buy guns and we just like went out the back like the, the out the back they just have like all these firing ranges where you just go back there with whatever gun so he just took his own guns from home it's like taking body coals to Newcastle yeah he just he's just like loaded up a bunch of guns in his car Jesus! and we drove down to the gun shop. He went in, he gave him his like pistol license ID thing and was like, yeah, they're just like, yeah, just, you know, lane 11, like a fucking bowling alley. You're on lane 11. What were you doing while this was happening? Were you like standing awkwardly? Were you pretending to look at stuff? My friend's dad was like, this is, uh, this is salty. My friend from Australia. They're like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he's here to shoot guns because he can't do that at home. <laughs> and everyone was like, ha yeah, like kind of laughing at, at us Australians with no freedom. Yeah. Because you go into the gun shop and it's just all sort of the same kind of people. Um, so, yeah. I, and I, I shot about fucking like 380 rounds of, of pistol ammo out the back. It's around one bullet. One bullet, yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew that. A, 20, that a 22 a pistol. Hey. That was just a test. I knew that. Ah, I shot a twenty-two <laughs> pistol. Yeah, a nine-millimeter pistol, a forty-five pistol, and a forty-four magnum. Big fucking dirty Harry gun. If you had to choose one, what would be your weapon of choice? Uh, the forty-five. How come? It's just it was just nice. It was a nice gun. It was fun to shoot. There you go. Any any thoughts to joining a gun club? Now you're back. I, you know what, like, I know, like, I'm not a gun guy, but I do enjoy shooting targets. Mm-hmm. And I have thought about doing that for a long time. I've thought about, like, doing that as a sport. But, like, to own a gun, it's, it's, it's just, I don't want to sound like Bob Catter, but it's just fucking too much red tape. Mm. You know, like, if I want to, if I want to own a gun and keep it at home, I need to, there's so much rules around storage, which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um... But like living in an apartment, it's just it's just not very practical. I think if you join a gun club, you leave it at the club. Is that a thing you can do? Think so. We we did have a mutual friend who was uh, into clay shooting and stuff, so they'd probably know. Right. Yeah, Cam, well, you ever shot a gun? No, but uh, this would be a good segue into the news. Yeah. Except I just had one more law and order thing to say. Oh yeah. 
which is a few episodes after the QAnon episode, uh, QAnon slash Alex Jones episode, they had a uh, Havana Syndrome episode. Oh. Where a guy killed someone and he's like, I didn't know I was doing it because I've got too much Havana Syndrome. <laughs> and the whole... I'm riddled with Havana Syndrome. <laughs> yes. I had a bit of a flare-up in the old Havana Syndrome. Oh, he's... At first, he's like, oh, I can... Yeah, I did confess, but I, I was having Havana migraines at the time, so I wasn't in any, you know... They shouldn't have been questioning me. Right. And then later on, it expanded to, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was, you know, just fully havana would out. <laughs> the weird thing is, is that uh, they have, like, a classic law and order... You know, because law and order rips things from the headlines, and they, they hash out the the big ideas. But... The way they hash out Havana Syndrome is just about how culpable should someone with Havana Syndrome be for a crime they commit. Right. At no point, and this is also another one that you think that they're going to lose and they just win at the end. Uh, at no point spoilers. does anyone from the district attorney's office say they are running a defense of he's got Havana Syndrome. What if we got any of the many, many, many professionals who say that Havana Syndrome isn't a thing up as a witness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. Uh, right, so, so Law and Order, new reboot, uh, Cam, two thumbs up? Uh, yeah, I love it. But it's just it's just propaganda in a different way. Uh, speaking mm. of guns and speaking yeah. of the news, item number one in the news is skateboarder Richie Jackson. Uh, yeah. Has, do, you, do you guys remember skateboarder Richie Jackson? No. He he's described quite a lot as the skateboarder your auntie will send you on Facebook. Um, he's the guy that a few years ago with a, a twirly mustache and like stupid 70s flares and like velvet tops did a whole bunch of like sliding down things on signs, like unconventional, weird, kooky skateboard tricks. Right. Was he on um, King of the Road? Yeah, he was on one of those episodes. Yep, where they like, like a, yeah, where they did that kind of shit, where he like would jump and slide on a road sign along and then jump off it again. Yeah, kind of yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and then he he kind of faded into oblivion because that stuff has a, a lifespan. <laughs> you see it once and it's no longer interesting to see ever again. Yeah. Uh, but he's having having a bit of a resurgence as a a right wing figure. Um, he <laughs> has been hanging out with Tim Pool, um, who. Is also a, a, a very good skateboarder. Is he? Um, yeah, I'm, shit, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm He's really at, good. <laughs> I'm looking at some Tim Pool skating videos and mm, I don't know. I mean, what, what Can you describe the tricks he's doing? Cause, he's doing some flips. I suppose these are fine. Yeah, I, anyone doing it. He's got his own skate park, I think, or he used to have his own skate park. So he's been hanging out with Tim Pool and also there's a, a really transphobic skateboarder who she got beaten in a competition um, by many people, many people beat her. Uh, I think maybe in multiple competitions, she's just not very good. And one of these people that beat her was, was trans. And so she's become this figure of, you know, she, she said, Oh, I can't believe trans people can compete. And you know, that's why I lost. She lost because she sucked at skateboarding. <laughs> but so she's become, obviously become a, a figure in this community. So they are all hanging out, having like skate sessions. Well, she wouldn't also wear like a, not only was it like a lot of people beat her before you got to a trans person, there was like little kids that had beat her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she's in her early 20s or something. And, and But, I mean, the, the best 
the best skater in the world in the, in the women's division is 15 and she's like phenomenal. So it's not really a, you know, women, women are getting beaten, like pasted by 13 year olds constantly. Yeah. And there's a, a guy in the um, men's side don't, who's, I don't think. Don't clip that line from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a guy in the men's division, Chin Wu, who is, I think he's a 13 or 14 year old Japanese kid. And he's very slight, uh, wears like a samurai pony top knot thing mm. and socks pulled right up. Uh, and he wins quite a few competitions against like 40 year old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's age is, is certainly doesn't play into it. Uh, but yeah, so this guy, um, Richie Jackson, he's also teamed up with Lauren, Su- Lauren Southern, sorry, mm. uh, to do a gun rights in America special called infringed he's posing with lauren southern uh with some guns i didn't i didn't watch it but uh yeah that's what he's up to if, if anyone's wondering what the kooky road sign skateboard is up to these days <laughs> um he also had a red bull episode with matters apps this week which was really disappointing because matters is really cool uh yeah don't know how that one came about red bull fucking sort your shit out anyway uh, who's the next fad skateboard guy to turn right wing man ramp uh, man, no, man is, the, the Warble Crew is far too woke for for Man Ramp to turn. <laughs> the Warble Crew is like one of the wokest crews in skating. I think uh, we love we love a Warble vid. Uh, yeah, but he's certainly in that world of Richie Jackson, uh, but a hundred times cooler. <laughs> if listeners haven't watched a Man Ramp vid, go check one out. Yeah. Uh. What's next? Uh, news. The next item of news is a very late Tiffany Gomez uh, update. Although I will say we're coming to this news quite late, but this is this came out months after the thing on the plane. The the woman who yelled at the the person on the plane. Hmm. Uh, she did finally explain herself on a podcast. Thank God. She was just having an argument with someone. Uh, Asked whether she'd seen a ghost or an alien, she said, I literally did not see anything. It was just an expression of speech, you know? That classic expression, that motherfucker's not real. This motherfucker's not real. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it isn't too far removed from, you know, the the turns of phrase that are like, you know, fake-ass hoes, fake-ass haters kind of shit. Like, This is true. But But it is certainly uh, way way more aggressive. Yeah, she just said, look, I was in my feels, I needed to get off, I was highly distressed, it was not a good look, which is true. But she also says on this podcast that her hope had been that when that person had diarrhea on the plane, that that would, like, be the new viral plane thing and everyone would forget about her, which I'm not sure if that worked. (laughs) The the first time I heard of that was reading this article and going, okay, that didn't help, that didn't work. They needed someone. Uh, they needed a video of someone reacting to the the diarrhea. That would have. The next it. item we have, yeah. The next item. Uh, this is your comment. Is unfortunately we have to stand. Yeah. Owen Schroyer from Infowars, uh, thrown into solitary confinement, and the reason we have to stand is because he was thrown into solitary confinement for trying to podcast from prison. Yeah. <laughs> He is committed to the content, and fuck, you've got to respect it. Uh, you really have to respect it. 
the squeaky Alex Jones just went up a little notch in my book. I, I imagine if he had have succeeded in podcasting, he would have went straight back down again in my book once I listened to it. What? How did he? Did he try? <laughs> did someone smuggle in a Zoom recorder up their bum? Uh, I don't think it was clear. Like one of those little H ones. Yeah, yeah, H one. You could slide right on in there. Yeah. Uh, you can. You can. can just, you're, you're, there's, a Zen, <laughs> um, there's a ZenCaster. You're, you're right looking now. down at. Oh, you're still on your. You're just doing on uh, phone. The H one would be probably easier to smuggle in than a phone. Yeah. Cam, you're you're looking at a H six right now. If uh, Salty or I ended up in prison, what do you say? Nah. <laughs> Bring it in for us. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Find out who your friends are. The, the next item we have here is that there was a, a second session of Mexican Congress dedicated to the Peruvian mummies. Oh, this um, story, um, there's been a few updates since then, and none of them are compelling. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Did they? Oh, I was going to ask you, what the, what's the story? Have they? Uh, what sort of content did we get out of the second session? I think it was more of the same and, and more spurious you know, fudging data and saying, oh, no, it's all true, blah 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 uh, I, I think I put that in there thinking, oh, I'm going to do a deep dive in to see what's up, and then I did, and it was just nothing. So, yeah. I, I, I that one I'm, big- I'm bored, bored with because it's, there's no, you know, it's just the same shit over and over again. The, um, Sorry, Kim. Tricky, the tricky thing is here, he brought in a bunch of doctors who were like, uh, yeah, we've looked at real bodies that are like a real organic creatures of some sort. And he sort of hedges that. He's like, look, we're not saying they're aliens. We're just saying that I've got all these experts who say they're real. They're not fake. But I think part of the trick is that um, they brought in experts who are like, we have looked at things that were organic, but the things that they were showing in Mexican Congress were not the things we looked at, which is one certainly one way to do it. (laughs) We have previously looked at organic things. Not these, but we have looked at things that were organic. Yeah, I have that. Like a couple of years ago, I looked at a body. Oh. We were in Scotland. Everybody enjoyed the ledge. Someone took a photo of a rock. Wasn't a rock. It was a Loch Ness Monster. Loch Monster. Lock yeah, I'd forgotten. That, I'd forgotten you did that. Uh, Salty, you haven't heard that. I wanna, oh, I haven't heard that. I want to go back. I want to go back. <laughs> um, we're not actually in Scotland, I don't think. But um, <laughs> uh, there's not much to this. Some comedian, uh, Gavin Cox, said he found Nessie, and, and it's a, it a TikTok video of looks like a sea creature. People are suggesting it's an oarfish. People are suggesting it's an optical illusion. Uh, this guy is a bit of a dickhead, and I think he's just doing anything it takes to go viral. So right. it's probably some sort of cheap effect. Um, looking through his his TikTok, it sucks. It's just garbage stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to play the song again. Uh, Next um, item. <laughs> Speaking of, che- speaking of cheap effects, there's been some MH370 news. Oh, fuck. Uh, I've, I've spent a little bit of time looking at this. Footage emerged of MH370 disappearing. Which uh, we have we have talked about this footage a few episodes ago. 
um, where there was the orbs circling the the mm. plane, and then it flashes out right. and disappears. And there's two two angles, and they were like uploaded to four chan or somewhere in 2014, and then well uploaded somewhere in 2014, and then someone uncovered them, and people are saying it's. MH370, and then special effects people looked at it and went, no, that's just a stock effect. Right. Um, and people found the effect and layered them on top of each other and said, here, here is where it aligns clearly. Mm. Uh, there's a guy, uh, I noted down his name, Ashton Forbes, who is kind of one of the leading kind of guys saying that that's not actually the stock effect. And um, there's a podcast with him and the Corridor crew who are like a special effects people who – thoroughly debunked it right. and then he's like no you know afterwards he did another upload and he's like no if you if you compare the two shapes so he was overlaying the the effect and the the orb blast in the in the video and they look exactly the same like right. they overlay exactly and he's like see these are nothing alike <laughs> like oh that's clearly um but there's a, a subreddit that's kind of gotten really active um all relating to this which is Airliner abduction 2014. And that's the one. Right. Uh, and there's a, a user called Punjabi Batman. And Punjabi Batman is is going through and like analyzing every pixel of every, all the footage. And he's like, you can, one in particular that people are like, oh, it's a smoking gun. These are real. Because you can see an orb go through a cloud and the cloud reacts. And he's like broken it down by frame by frame and done all the stuff. And, and it, it's just a it's just a literal artifact from I mean, bad compression. Luke, mm. this guy is Batman. He's got some resources behind him, all right? Mm, you got me there. Oh, he's the Punjabi Batman. Has, has he got the same amount of resources? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Mm. Has, um, it, has anyone come around to my theory that if you wanted to uh, kidnap a pl- whole plane, you would find some sort of weapon that looked like a stock effect so everyone would just be like ah oh, you've just done that in iMovie that is 100% <laughs> a theory that I've seen people discussing on that subreddit good is good. um yeah but but his his evidence that's been the smoking gun it's just literal compression artifact like you can tell you know there it's compression on compression on compression i think the original video was recorded off a screen on a mobile phone right so like you know, and, and one of the reasons why the video is, is being debunked as fake is the clouds in the background don't move. So it's just a static shot and there's lots of clouds and the plane moves through them. And so any evidence of the clouds moving is evidence that the clouds are real. But with all this artifact compression, when there's light moving around the clouds, you know, things look like they're moving. But it's like one pixel moves and they're like, oh, we've got them. Hundred percent evidence, <laughs> um, but now now the subreddit's turning on them because no one can find people trying to recreate it, and no one can find the original video. And he's saying, "Oh no, I, I used a, a high resolution video, but he hasn't posted it." And so it's just getting is is yeah, getting it's, messy on Reddit dot com slash r slash alien airline abduction twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's getting messy, but I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about it. Final bit of news: Elon Musk. Going in on Pizzagate oh. years and years and years after <laughs> it stopped being a thing. Before he posted about it, Pizzagate, I mean, Pizzagate always kind of pops up on Conspiracy, the subreddit, mm. but it did have a bit of an uptick, I noticed, just before he. So it must be, you know, moving through the zeitgeist again. 
there must be like a six monthly Pizzagate cycle, I reckon, which is fucking ludicrous. Well, it's sort of like, why have Pizzagate when you can have QAnon? Yeah. <laughs> why would you be like, oh, yeah, it's that there, there is a like a network of child sex predators, but they're all just running out of like a pizza shop, this one pizza shop. Why wouldn't you just amp it up a little bit? Well, lots of Pizzagate people are saying that's it's not about the pizza shop, it never was. Which is stupid because it clearly always was. It was about a pizza shop. Um, what really annoys me, the, the when these articles get published in, in normal media, the fact that they always want – it's normally the first thing they put up top is, um, you know, people claiming the kids were being hidden in the basement and the pizza shop had no basement. And that's like a contentious court talking point that everyone gets hung, hung up on because the cookers say that the – there's evidence of him talking about a basement and the basement was actually next door at the other shop. So like for all the dumb facts in this, this one that they just, people can't get past that talking point. Like media needs to not just mention that at all mm. and focus on the really cooked shit. Cause arguing about the presence of a basement just doesn't get anyone anywhere. Um, but yeah, Elon Musk, I, I think he took it back down again. Also he, he's done a few things. So he did post the first thing I think that, he got into a little bit of hot water over was he posted this meme. So there was like a journalist from ABC in America who got pinged for child pornography. And I think the, the thing that had maybe gone around in the conspiracy world was, oh, this is, you know, like a guy that did all this Pizzagate stuff. And now it's like, see, and when they look into it, they're like, well, he never reported on Pizzagate. (laughs) He mentioned it like once in passing in relation to a story about Russia or something. But, yeah, they, they made this meme like uh, – and the meme that Elon Musk shared was saying, uh, you know, someone saying Pizzagate is real and then someone saying, no, it's not. We have experts that say it's not. And they're like, but it is real. No, we have experts. Your expert just, you know, went to jail for child pornography and the, the fake person in the meme is like dumbfounded. The tape. I don't know what to say to that. Mm. So Elon Musk shared that and then shared a link to the story about it. And he's since deleted it. But, yeah, it was one of those things that then set off, I think, uh, a few, like, his main ad problems at the moment are because he agreed with, like, a really anti-Semitic comment. But I think this is all part of the same sort of cycle of manic posting. Mm. But I've seen him, I've seen some other posts of him, his about Pizzagate that he's put up quite recently, where I think he's like, I'm going to, you know, we'll ban people if they talk, if they, like, post about cheese pizza like if they use the pizza gate codes mm. like, what the fuck are you doing mm. ah, there cheese, was somebody... cheese, cheese pizza was never a pizza gate code but well that's i mean no but that's where it came from because on 4chan they would yeah, use but... cheese pizza to mean child porn and that's why when someone was coming up with a conspiracy theory about these emails on 4chan they're like well they're talking about pizza yeah uh, semi-related for for real heads. Uh, this week, Emma's making some pasta with walnut sauce. Oh, uh, there we go. Which mm-hmm. is me- also mentioned in the emails. Uh, he did. A- the good thing was he posted about uh, like a I will uh will ban anyone who talks about like uses these codes because he's so dedicated to protecting children that he fired all of the people in charge of protecting children. But then immediately people, like, dug up tweets where he was, like, going out to get a hot dog. <laughs> uh, Becca Lewis, who was a very smart uh, researcher, 
but tweeted uh, three years ago. <laughs> the funniest thing about people thinking Elon Musk is a visionary is that he's consistently at least five years behind the cultural zeitgeist. In 2027, he's going to discover Tiger King and start tweeting bad Carol Baskin memes. Uh, and they, they nailed him. It's right on schedule, as they say. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, just quickly, there's one more item of news that I was going to talk about, uh, but we might leave that for a full episode. The New Zealand whistleblower. Uh, I've got some good gear on that. So, all right. Maybe, maybe we'll do that it. next week. Oh, and the uh, it's not something that you noted anywhere, Robbo. So yeah, I thought I had. Sorry, <laughs> we could cut even cut you saying we'll talk about it next week. Well, we'll teaser for the fans. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think know, I. I don't know if our fans need teasers about what's coming up next week. I don't know if that's the sort of <laughs> teasing that we should be doing. No, why not? They know what's up. <clears throat> these, cop, these cop shows are getting to you, Cam. You're bloody policing my. Yeah. My teasing. Cops suddenly, when Cam suddenly loved cops. Yeah. The Also, the other television show that had an Alex Jones portrayal was Homeland. Right. And I reckon they did a much better job of going for a full Alex Jones guy. When was that? First couple of seasons. I, I didn't watch that much Homeland after that. I don't know how much longer it went. Uh, but um, Is that the show where the, the troop comes back from being a hostage? Yeah, have you watched that? Yeah, I, I think I watched the first season. That was a while ago, so that's like vintage Alex Jones. That's before he's blown up. Yeah, so this was 2018, I think, 2017. Um, it was good, good episode. I enjoyed that show. I stopped watching it, though, so I didn't enjoy it that much. Yeah, it can't have been that great. Uh, also, a show that I enjoyed was Burn Notice, who we, who we mentioned earlier. I enjoyed watching that. Always well, got to yeah. get on The Shield, watch The Shield. Yeah, maybe I'll check out The Shield. Homeland was in 2011, Robo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it went for more than one season. Yeah, it went for eight seasons. So it went until 2020. Season seven. Did I watch that much of it? Crikey. Maybe you dipped in and out. Yeah, possibly I dipped in and out. I think I was mostly doing network television then, so maybe I just caught it. Anyway, good Homeland chat, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boys, it's been a fucking pleasure talking to you. Where can they find us online, Cam? Uh, you can find us on x.com. Oh! At oh, is, Pod. It, is anyone using that anymore? Because I haven't logged into X in ages. Uh, you can find me on x.com slash sexenheimer. Where can they find you on x.com, Robbo? Uh, you can't. My account is locked and I'm no longer using it. Um, I'm on Blue Sky. It's, it's garbage, as in my content's garbage, so don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's about it, really. What about, uh, you, what about your bloody business, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've stopped doxing myself, I decided. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many people that come into the bar that, that I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I want them to be like, I can give me some pizza, mate. Like, we don't serve that. We only do like toasties and pies. I. Yeah, I live in rural New Zealand. Who knows who's coming in? Yeah. He's not allowed to do pizza anyway. Why not? Food regulations? No, I could do pizza. It's just would yeah. take significant investment from us. But yeah, I could. Really? Love to do pizza. Get a little pizza oven then. Yeah, I've thought about it. It's just not, not there's no space for it at the moment. Yeah. Don't do a little Maybe. one. Build a big fucking cement one. Big wood fire job. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. 
<laughs> Except he's just missed Black Friday, so if he's going to buy it all retail, uh, yeah. yeah, he's missed the boat. Uh, so, dude, where do people find you? Yeah, that's the most important one. Who me? Yeah, because you're a full full time content creator, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Twitch.tv slash the salt. I what sort of uh, things that you didn't you stream? stream anymore? I started streaming again because I quit my job. Yes, King. Fuck, <sighs> fuck working for the man. Yes. Yeah. Cam, where can they find you, mate? I already said, uh, but people can also find us on <laughs> Patreon, uh, Hypothpod. Thank you to Tammy. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week on the dot with a new episode about the Laura, the the New Zealand whistleblower. I nearly said Laura Order. Because like, <laughs> it was just pivoted to a Law and Order podcast. Makes if I have my way, that's what's going to happen, but I won't have my way. You know what we should call it? Dung, dung. Oh, yeah. How would you spell that? Like, just as, as it sounds. Law and Order podcast. Anyway, let's do this off the show. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye. 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 Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 But he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 Which, let's not forget where all the aliens are Don't worry about a thing Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman And you're just blind if you can't see them Why don't you open your eyes